Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Daily Thread. Today, January 25th, Wednesday. Oh, you're not checking AI, I hope. Uh, no, I'm not checking AI. A lot of people a lot of people had like explanations for why that why that happened. Well, well, can I hear one? Yeah, I think one explanation was that the AI batches information, so really? it doesn't get the information in real time. It gets information from like so it could be the last time it batch information was then. Well, on your phone or generally speaking? I can't answer that. I don't know. So you mean you can't get their correct day, date from, uh, what's it called? Chat GPT? Chat GPT. That's not, what, that's not what it's made for, you know? All right. I'm going to continue to uh, check it out to see what the issue is. Well, I can't give you the, the proper date. Okay. We have some follow-up. I just want to um, touch upon this story. To do it justice, we have some follow up on yesterday's story that we discussed about the Delta Airlines, about the Delta Airlines uh, flight throwing off the Hasidic Jew. Um, I maybe came across a little bit that I was like defending Delta. I definitely was saying that we don't like to use the word Nazi because it's just whatever. I still stand by that. Anyways, um, Yeshiva World spoke to the Hasidic Jew, the Hasid, Um, and they had a conversation and things part of this article sort of stood out to me. One of them being that uh, this flight attendant came up to this to this chassid sitting in, in row 31. And he said, uh, you people always have tons of luggage. Why can't you put that hat box under your feet? So the you people thing is, is not a good start, you know? Um, you people is never a way to start a conversation with right. somebody. Um, and then he politely said that he's happy to do that if there's not enough space in the overhead bins. Mm-hmm. Um, so... So he said, if the if the need arises, then you know he'll he'll gladly do that. Uh, the flight attendant left, uh, then came back two minutes later. She took his stuff out of the overhead bin and started just walking off with it. And he asked her politely, "Can I have my that's my private property?" And um, after a back and forth, she gave the luggage back to him and sat down. And then minutes later, uh, security came and took him off the plane. Um, after an initial investigation, security told the Jewish man that despite their probe finding him to be in the right, this, the flight attendant had threatened to leave the flight if he was allowed back on. So the airline gave this man a $500 gift card and a hotel, but did not allow him to fly to New York that evening. Okay, so I, I read the story also today about what happened. Uh, the man really doesn't want to be identified, but I read he's got a whop of a lawsuit against Delta Airlines <laughs> in terms of the humiliation and the embarrassment. It's terrible. And the way it's impacting on his business, and he lost a day's business, and he may have uh, had his image tarnished, which will affect the future. Uh, it's really, you know what? I really feel business. bad. So, you know, I really think if he has good attorneys, he has a uh, significant lawsuit. It'll take time to wind its way through the courts, and ultimately I think there'll be a settlement. But I think the guy will get uh, a decent day's pay uh, for having... And, of course, that uh, flight attendant should be uh, terminated for acting like that. Yeah. That's not, I don't think it's in the trading, training manual. Can we, call that, can we call that flight attendant a stewardess? Uh, now you can you can call her you can call her a stewardess. Thank you. It's just old fashioned calling them stewardess. Whatever. I'm an old soul. I'm an old soul. I'm the one that's supposed to be old fashioned. Are you? Know, you? That's the whole dynamic of this. By the way, speaking of speaking of old, somebody commented on our on our episode <laughs> yesterday. They said that a chiropractor can deal with your pinched nerve. Well, listen, um, we don't do de- we don't we don't discuss uh, health issues too much. <laughs> uh, I I have a chiropractor. Um, uh, I don't go to chiropractor, but I. 
I I do um, I do do do, do go to an orthopedist, and I have been doing that for the last few months. Mm-hmm. It's been helpful. Uh, I go to acupuncture, and that I find to be helpful. Very interesting. And I also started the reflexology a few months ago, and I find that to be. Uh, Helpful. I was doing physical therapy for a little while. So, you know, it's not a paralyzing pain. It's annoying. It's annoying. Yeah, it's like a mosquito. And, and you never know what day what's going to hurt, you know? So um, I went to physical therapy for a little while, and I thought it was helping, but then I discovered that the physical therapist was hurting me in other parts of my body. So I, it was hurting me so <laughs> bad there that I forgot about what I came in for, which is a pretty cool thing. I'm not saying anything... Uh, <laughs> derogatory about physical therapists. Physical therapy can be very helpful, especially the part where they come in, they tell you to ride on the bike, and they yeah. forget about you in 20 minutes, you're still riding a stationary bike in one place, they go, oh, Just oh, need to do oh, some exercise, here. yeah. So, um, so, let's get to our, our next story. For oh, I thought that was the story. Oh, the, the pinched nerve? No, no, not just the pinched nerve, but maybe a chiropractor could help. Yeah. Um, I should look into that. Um, we'll see what the MRI shows. I have we'll a, see. Uh, I have a... Uh, the doctor's appointment tomorrow for the orthopedist to read the uh, the MRI. Um, the biggest problem with the MRI is all the noise it makes. Like I told you yesterday, yeah, it's like it's like sitting on a construction site and the guy with the drill is on your head. It's almost like living in Flatbush. He's pounding, <laughs> he's pounding away. And um, speaking speaking of Flatbush, uh, yes. a, a frightening story of an attempted abduction really? of a child prompted a swift response from the NYPD in Flatbush showroom on Wednesday morning. Okay. Sources tell Yeshiva World that a man attempted to abduct a child from a shul on East 7th Street between Kings Highway and Avenue R. The child was at a family simcha when the incident occurred. Uh, how, old, how old was the child? Does it say? Mm, maybe so we'll get, maybe we'll get to, to it. Someone tried to abduct the child? Yeah, and the mother, the mother quickly called 911 and flapped a showroom, who arrived within moments, immediately commenced a search for the suspect. The suspect was eventually found by Flappa Shomrim hiding in a nearby yeshiva. It has been confirmed to the to Yeshiva that the suspect has absolutely no connection to the yeshiva, that this is not a case of a custody battle as the perpetrator has no relation or prior connection to the family of his victim. Um, so it does sound like it was a Jew. A person that blended into the scene. That's what it seems so like. Sources... The yeshiva... There's no security. Every yeshiva I think sources further tell you she ruled that the suspect immediately admitted that he what what he did to New York to the NYPD, and he was taken into custody without further incident. NYPD Community Affairs Unit told she ruled that yeah, there will be extra NYPD patrols in that area yeah, following this incident. He'll be home for lunch. Uh, you Brown. think so? Oh, absolutely. He told him already. He'll have lunch before you have lunch today. Actually, I didn't have breakfast yet today, so he's probably <laughs> he's eating. Gonna have, he's going to have lunch before you have breakfast. What's with that? Like that's that's hey, very listen, scary. Uh, he, uh, we can talk about. You've done programs with uh, mental health professionals. People aren't well. Uh, you know, Some people life aren't well. Crush, life crushes people, and and you have to push back if you want to survive. You can't allow yourself to be crushed. You got to push back a little bit. I'm telling you that as a, a veteran. But in, in what way does that relate to this story? I'm telling you, there's mental illness out there. Uh, on on the street, you wanted to know why a person could do such a thing, and I'm telling you, life experience uh, crushes people. And a guy like this is crushed, and he's uh, goes in a in a in a wild, crazy direction and does damaging things. Hmm. Interesting. Why, you want to explain why he tried to uh, kidnap a child? You know, I, no, don't I, don't think think, he, I don't think you could explain it. I don't think so either. Uh, another. Hopefully, we get some good news stories pretty soon. But this is via GTA G, JTA. A Houston synagogue is tightening security after a woman broke in twice, damaged the Torah, and harassed children. Okay, uh, she said she was motivated by v- 
to vandalize it by messianic beliefs and it entered without being detected. Ezra Law broke into, her name is Ezra Law, broke into congregation Emmanuel in the early hours of January 14th, causing damage to both the building and the sacred Torah. After spending six hours in the building, including drinking wine and spilling it on one of the sacred Torahs, she was discovered by security personnel before Shabbat, Shabbat services and subsequently arrested. Sounds a she was wild. soon released on bond, but mm-hmm. instead of showing up at her court arraignment, she returned to the synagogue <laughs> to disrupt preschool class, harassing young children before fleeing. Law, her last name is Law, ironically, okay. was arrested again later that day and was released for a second time on Sunday. That night, she was she posted online and she targeted the synagogue in retaliation for being turned away previously because of her belief in Yashka. Well, listen. The, the, uh, what a weird world. First of all, I don't know. The, the federal government, by the way. Why we let people out like that? They're spending the hundreds of millions of dollars on security. Uh, and, and I think every shul that wants uh, uh, that wants uh, uh, funding for security can get it. What are we securing, exactly? What is security? What, mean, uh, what security? are we securing? Are you making sure that... The, you no, know, like uh, well, this shul, I guess, doesn't have security. Well, gotta, but anyway, I don't even know if this is an orthodox or reform, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Torah is a Torah. To, to, the, to, the, to the people that are mentally unbalanced or to the haters... Um, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, which denomination of Judaism is is irrelevant. But I'm just saying that there's hundreds of millions of dollars. We're constantly seeing press releases about uh, about hundreds of millions of dollars being awarded for security to yeshivas and shuls and Jewish organizations and institutions. Yeah. Uh, Everybody can, anybody can uh, reach my out. My question is why, like, why, why, why are they getting back on the street so quickly? If someone commits a crime... They're back on the street the next day, and then she committed another crime, and then she was back on the street the next day. Like, what? Where? Why isn't she just? Well, kept? you see, the the argument is that if you're mentally ill, you don't belong in prison. So she belongs in Bellevue. Uh, Bellevue, Belle, Bellevue's in New York. She's in Houston, right? Wanted a flyer in. You wanted a flyer in <laughs> business class. Forgot she's in Houston. Actually, flyer into New York. But, but she could, fly with Delta. I don't know. It depends if she, it depends if she has carry on or not. Um. I don't know. She should be in a psych ward. Like, why is she on the street? You know why? Let me tell you something. Psych wards used to be much more um, um, prevalent in, in society. But I know, a few decades ago, they, they, they decided, the court decided, I think specifically in New York, yeah. that keeping a person that is mentally unbalanced, keeping them in an in a, in a institution is a violation of their freedom their First Amendment rights. That's why everyone ended up on the streets. That's why there's so many homeless people. Uh, that's, a, uh, it's, it's, it's a big conflict. That's why uh, cities, even like Houston and Los Angeles yeah. and, and parts of uh, other major cities, Chicago, have miles and miles of homeless people Seattle. living on the street. Seattle. Living on the street because bad stuff. Uh, the law is protecting their rights to be free. If they hurt somebody uh, in the process, in the interim, that's just happens to be uh, part of the uh, the package deal, uh, so to speak. I think. Yeah. Did you before we get to sort of you know your your night last night with Mike Pompeo? Yes. I saw I saw a headline this morning. I don't know if you saw this. Maybe it's fake news. That Marjorie it, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, she's a kind of is potentially going to be the running mate with Donald Trump. Listen, that's uh, that's not a serious thing. That's uh, not a serious thing. I don't know. It sounds like it's not true. Of course, it would be foolish for him to pick her. Uh, you know, she speaks. So you're saying truth. it's I fake like, news? I like her. I like should, I, should I quote a source? Yeah, what's your source? 
I like Marjorie Taylor Greene. She, uh, you know, she uh, this is via Balaz. She speaks. Uh, she speaks to Emma. She, she speaks has a to big Emma's? mouth, and she's very outspoken. She's on Tucker Carlson a lot, um, and um, her heart's in the right place. Uh, she means well, and she's uh, unapologetic. Uh, I right think people really don't like her, though, Abba. For a good uh, reason, also. She's an extremist. She's an extremist. Yeah, that doesn't. That's go not. I don't think we should say good things. Go, at the end of the day, I don't think we should say good go things go about an extremist. So I'm here. At the end of the day, America doesn't want extremes. You know. I know. That's why Kathy Hochul got reelected in um, in New York as governor, even though she's doing terrible damage to the state of New York. Uh, that's why Bill De Blasio got elected for for eight years. What's Bill up to now? I don't know. Nothing. What's he doing? I don't know. He's probably fundraising for something. For something? He needs to make money somehow. For his Lexus fund? Yeah, but if you want to know about last night, last night was really a very uh, a very upscale, uh, also uh, very important night. Um, some About 120 people uh, were at the Wall Street Grill, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Mike Pompeo, uh, yesterday was the launch of his, uh, of his new book, his new autobiography, which is, I just saw this morning, I was looking... I was writing a piece about it, so I had to see how big the book was. It's 435 pages. Oh, my gosh. So he has a lot to say. Never give an inch. It was a star-studded star lineup last night. Never give an inch is the uh, title of the book. It's available on Amazon and your favorite bookstores. So is, Mike so paying, is Mike paying for this book ad? Uh, I don't think so. Mm. But, Can we uh, send him a bill? He said he's, going, he's thinking about a presidential run. He didn't say he's definitely running. He said he's going to think about it. He's going to meet with his family about it. <laughs> He's going to pray about it. He's a very devout, not, not apologetic. He's a well. Tell him not to look at the polls because he's he's, a, he's, he's, he's very, got one percent right now. He's a very uh, very devout, um, you know, Christian uh, believing fundamentalist uh, evangelical Christian. Um, Pompeo is a very uh, yeah, like. I, I I worked for evangelical Christians in the eighties. I worked at a radio station here in New York that was owned by evangelical Christians, and I was the only Jewish employee. I was. Um, it was a great experience. I worked for them for a few years. We met, we had Jewish programming on their radio station. It was WNYM. It was thirteen thirty AM. And I think I was there for like eighty four to um eighty four to about I don't You're know, dating yourself right now. Yeah, eighty four to about ninety, nineteen ninety about. Um uh, it was a, a very unique experience. You know, they um I I, I had to um they they were very the, the station manager passed away recently. He moved to Israel 10 years ago. Hmm. His name was Jimmy DeYoung. He and his family moved to Israel. They made Aliyah. Baruch And, um, you know, they have something that they used to think that, uh, used to show me that the Christians, the fundamentalist Christians, I don't want to give you a whole course on it now. Yeah. They live in something called the rapture. That means that they're going to get sucked up to heaven, you know, before okay. the Messiah comes and so okay. on and so forth. Anyway, they, and and that other the Jews are going to be left behind. So they used to tell me where the key to the radio station is. So when they get when they, get, when they magically get brought up to heaven, I should at least know where where the state where the keys to the station are. Anyway, I have a lot of stories about that. Sounds like fun. Um, this, this was the only company, uh, only Christian-owned company. They had a <coughs> they had a glot kosher uh, New Year's Eve party, so that I can come to the party. Very interesting. Okay. Yes. A little bit of history. A little bit of yeah, personal Yeah, thank you. Thank there. you for that. I have, a, I have a lot of stories like that. Anyway. What else What else you got going on today? Let's see. I was, uh, I'm late. To, we're recording, recording a little late today because I went yeah. to Brooklyn this morning. I went to my Maimonides Hospital. 
I was uh, to visit your uh, your bubby. How do you spell your, my mom's? Your grandmother. My mom, my mama, my mama leaves. My mama leaves. My mama, my mama leaves. My uh, my mom, my mom leaves hospital. <laughs> I was there this morning, and you know, if the if, whole campaign of save my mom leaves is it is it that bad there? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. The only know is uh, I have friends that work at my monities. I have good friends that work at my monities that are executives, and they do a good job. I know people that work there. I know people that are doctors there. I know people that are nurses there. As a matter of fact, your grandmother's doctor. I'm not going to say his name now because I'm going to ask him first if I could use his name. He's in Cancun for winter break, you know. Yeah. But I can reach him easier than I can the doctors in the hospital. As a matter of fact, I was in, <laughs> I was in the car and I went to I couldn't find a doctor that's caring for her in the hospital. I don't want to say his name either, of course. Right. Um, but so I, I texted the doctor who's in Cancun, who I have a uh, ongoing. We never met, but I have this ongoing uh, WhatsApp relationship with, and. Um, he he sent me like he never he gave me like uh, like two paragraphs of my answer to my question. Maybe he, maybe he used Chat GPT. I said to him, I, "I it sounds to me like you're at the pool right now." Yeah, you know he goes, "You're right." He write back to me, "That's right, I'm at the pool." Because he never write a doctor never writes like that unless he's on the pool at the pool or on the beach. So well, yeah, anyway, he'll be back on Sunday. Hopefully, she'll be out of the hospital by Sunday. But um, my mommy's any hospital. You don't want to be in the hospitals, you know. Um, I was walking down the hallway, and there was a lot of Hasidim down at one end of the hallways. So I said to somebody, there must be some kind of Rebbe there. I don't know who's there. I went right. to the elevator to leave before that. And the person said to me, no, 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 the real Rebbe's got to the city, <laughs> to the hospitals. <laughs> so it must be a lower-level type of Rebbe if there is such a thing, <laughs> if he's in Maimonides. Well, they play, they play a great role. The place is so busy. Place is so busy. There's no place to park there. The parking lots. I think the first thing the parking lot attendants do when they come to work in the morning, they get out the sign that says "We are full." And they put it up right, right in front of the parking lot, so nobody comes in the rest of the day. I, so hear I don't you. know whose cars are in there, but there's no cars going in or out. What else is going on in the world? Any any new stories that you want to you want to discuss? Oh, you want to bring up any new stories? Well, let me tell you about Mike Pompeo's. Uh, I don't want to speak about Mike Pompeo. Uh, we had a great night last night. Rabbi David Hofstadter, who's a friend of yours, was there and he spoke beautifully. He spoke. You know what he spoke about? He spoke about um, about how Orthodox Jews are the uh, most uh, noted victims of anti-Semitism because of the way we look and how we can well, be identified. Well, as opposed to what? Reformed as Jews? opposed to people that you can't tell are Jewish just by how they look. Of course. The guy I mean, walking down the street You think that's, in a, that's, a, that's a Kiddush? No, but it's important to point it out to a, uh, a very mixed group like this. Okay, so uh, I find it very um, interesting that David Hofstetter is involved in in an event like that. He he's Canadian, you know that, know he, but, he, but he involves himself in the American I, I, politics. I, we've, we've had stories in the paper in the last year or two where he was in Washington, yeah, meeting with congressmen. Uh, What's congress his motivation people. to do so, to do that? I, I think his motivation is righteousness, tzedek, and I think that things should be on a high moral uh, level. And the world, the world needs to run with values and morality, not to, not 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 like not with TikTok, the way it's running today, you know. Right. And I think that's one of his great priorities. And I think he was there last night because that is one of a guy like Mike Pompeo's uh, priorities, to 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 do things on a on a on a scale and on a level that's that's pure and righteous. And but you find that interesting right. as well that you know. Rehafsetter, who is the Nasi of Dershu, who is running one of the largest organizations that are that are being Marbet's Torah, 
how he involves himself in the American politics for this reason. And, um, I don't know his involvement with the Canadian well, government. I, I, I was sitting, uh, I was watching him speak. Uh, I recorded part of it. Uh, we're not going to play it. They asked me not to. Um, I think that um, he spoke beautifully. No notes. I'm very impressed by a guy. People like Mike Pompeo, Rabbi Hofstadter, a couple of other people. They're, they're, they don't reach into their pocket to take out, you know, eight sheets Speaking of paper. Speaking to the mic. Eight sheets of paper, you know. Uh, to to read read you a speech that they've been working on for the last two weeks, extemporaneously, um, you know, reactively, and you know, very, uh, very thorough, a very uh, high level, and and a great thought, a very a very intelligent thought process, and I think that was uh, it was very um, very impressive, uh, I think. Amazing. You know what? The last story I want to discuss for today. I was thinking of whether I should discuss it or not. It's a, it's sort of like a sports story, but it's also like a conspiracy theory. I, I'm, I don't believe in conspiracy theories. I'm not a, I'm not a conspiracy theory guy. I'm not Alex Jones, you're not but a, you're not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not a theorist, no. But <laughs> one of the big theories out there that are even like seeping into mainstream media yeah. is about Demar Hamlin, the the player on the Buffalo Bills yeah, who who suffered a cardiac arrest a few weeks ago in the field, who they right. who they resuscitated. Um, so he was supposedly, reportedly, at the game on Sunday that the Bills played versus the Bengals. Right. And CBS showed him in the booth, uh, okay. and he was waving to the fans. He was showing a heart. But you couldn't really see because it was snow, so you couldn't really see. And the right. other video that came from the booth was like a side shot of him. But his face was covered up with a mask up until his eyes. He was wearing a hat. like So people are... And the way he was whisked into the stadium, you couldn't... No one really could see his face. You don't think it was him? So... So what are people thinking? People online, the theorists online, are saying that Demar Hamlin is not alive, oh. and that they're saying that they're they're you know the NFL United States couldn't afford such a thing to happen on national television. So this is not Demar Hamlin, and that wasn't him. So obviously, I think that's ridiculous. In all likelihood, that is Demar Hamlin. I did hear that he is wearing a mask because he's wearing he has he's on oxygen all day now. And really? yeah, you know, you, your heart, your heart stops beating for a few minutes. It's going to, he's never going to play again. Don't I don't know. It could be, you know, it's very possible, but I saw the quarterback of the, of the team of the bills was on a podcast and they asked him about it. And he said, like, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, he was in the locker room before the game. It's, yeah. it was him. Um, but the conspiracy theorists are so why, going why, strong. Why give that any? Why give that any credibility? Why even? I'm not giving credibility. I just think it's so. It's just. It's interesting to note how far some people will go with their conspiracies. Listen, Nachi, I know people that think that Joe Biden is not alive anymore. You know, and they they'll swear to you that he's not alive anymore. What you're seeing is old videos of him that they piece together every day. They show him walking. From his I know, but I think I think the, the, the conspiracy that has like has like a little bit of believability to it. The more it makes it relevant to discuss the Joe Biden thing, I think is 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 ridiculous. But the Demar Hamlin thing, like at the end of the day, no video that anyone saw on Sunday, you actually saw his face. Well, in a snowstorm, and people are saying like, well, how come he hasn't done an interview? How come he hasn't spoken to the press? Over eight million dollars is donated to his toy fund. People have been praying from all over the world. How come he hasn't spoken to the press? Listen, I don't know. I didn't, no one, no one ever heard of the guy before he got hurt. Well, yeah, I mean, okay. if you're a Bills fan, you so, knew about him. What's the difference? You know, uh, he should live and be well, and he should fully recover, and he should play football again. <laughs> Better tread lightly right the, now. What's the difference to the future of the world, whether this is a, a, a true or not? What, what is the difference? 
He's not the he's not the president of the United States. Oh wow, I, I disagree with that. He's not a third baseman. A life is a life. I don't care if he's a president. I don't care if he's a janitor. A life is a life. What, what does anybody have from perpetrating this idea that he's alive when he's not alive? People for probably for clicks. What? Probably for clicks. Oh right. oh no. Why why would they why would they commit because the why? NFL what, what, what's the NFL what's there to be gained? Uh, the NFL saving face. Can you imagine them having someone pass away on the field? That's a that's like a you know what it's happened before. Once, yeah, okay, but it's happened before. <laughs> <laughs> it has happened before, yes, just once. Uh, but it, but let's not get before. into the conspiracy theory world. But uh, that's just one that's okay. been. What else do you want to talk about today? Huh? What else we got for you? Um, let me see what's in the five towns. Five towns, Jewish Times uh, is coming out tomorrow. We have a great article about one of your favorite subjects, actually. What's that? It's uh, about yeshiva break. Uh, I know you know what I. I know. I, I let me just say say yeshiva break is almost over. You know what the big joke on these people is? They all got to come back. <laughs> they all got to spend <laughs> that time in the airport. Back. And it's tomorrow's Thursday. They're going to start thinking about, uh-oh, I think we got to start thinking about going to the airport. We got to come back. I know people in our family that are in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, my my mother-in-law's doctor is in Mexico, in Cancun, at the pool. That's why I have his undivided attention. Yeah. Thank God. When I want to know what her blood count is, I can't get any information from anybody in my monitors. Yes, I got to text a guy in Cancun at the pool. He gets me the information in fifteen seconds. So what's your what's your take? I mean, maybe he should stay in Cancun. Maybe him caring for her from Cancun is maybe more effective. Listen, telehealth is telehealth is a big industry. Because in the in, in the hospital, he's distracted by other patients. When he's at the pool in Cancun, you know, he he uh, gives you attention. He gives, he gives you more attention. I hear. So we know people. I know people in. I know people in Mexico. You know people in Mexico and Panama. I know a bunch of people that went to Panama. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know people that went skiing. In, uh, I know people that are, that are in Utah. Yeah. I got some videos from a friend. His kids are in Utah. And members, uh, your sister's going to Vermont uh, ski, for a ski trip. Would you want to go someplace, uh, vacation in the winter in New York? Freezing? Where it's uh, 20 degrees or 2 degrees or mm. 10 degrees below zero? I don't think so. I'm not... I think my rule when it comes to like going away is it's got to be, be warmer warm. than where warm, I am. Right? got to be warmer than where i am right now i mean people are bundled up and they, they, they i'm know. not i i never been skiing so i, I don't know skiing once you went skiing i went skiing once can't imagine you skiing more than 40 years ago okay i was you can't imagine me skiing why can't you imagine me skiing can you imagine me talking into this microphone with you <laughs> every single day <laughs> you could you imagine yourself skiing uh, you know, I was with a friend, and the first time down the slope, it was in the Catskills, actually. It was very snowy, good snow. Well, that's, that's the first time down the slope, he he broke his leg. Skiing's and very I dangerous. I ended up in the hospital with him, you know, in the emergency room for the rest of the day and and, the, and that following night. Skiing's very so dangerous. I don't know. It is, it is dangerous. So a lot of things are dangerous. A lot of things are dangerous. I was in, I, 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 I drove, uh, I, I took an Uber today. Because there's no parking at my mileage. I explained that already. So I took an Uber. I had a very nice, comfortable ride going there. I was able to be on my computer. Yeah. I was able to read the, the news and, and type a few things and send a few messages out. Coming back, I was in the back seat of a Tesla. You don't like a I Tesla? I thought I was being taught. I think I thought, I thought I was being dragged by my neck. Why? It's such a rough ride in the back really? seat of the Tesla. There's uh-huh. no leg room. I don't need a lot of leg room, but there's no leg room, you know? Well, you're like, like six feet tall, no? And my knees like up to my chin, and, and you know, I, what does a guy do that's five ten or listen? We don't want six e- one. We don't want Elon Musk to to like. I'm just telling cancel you. Now, I know. I, I I figured out one thing while I was sitting back there: how Elon Musk made all that money because he saved on the back seats, <laughs> and and the seats are not real leather. 
That's that's imitation. That's fake leather. It's not even real leather. I think we have to start another YouTube channel uh, <laughs> called Abba Reviews, and where you just go review things. I'm just. I like the Tesla. You know. You know. You know what he did in the Tesla, and I was only aware of that because uh, it was such a rough ride, and there's so much potholes on the belt. Well, that's the problem in New York. The potholes. Oh, so they shouldn't sell Teslas in New York. Yeah. I felt like I was horseback riding. I was like bouncing around the place in the, in the back seat. Uh, with your mother, by the way. By the way, this is like a really, this is a breaking news story. <laughs> this is very. No, this is human interest. Very interesting. This is People want to know. They want to know what, what Uber you took and what car you got. and uh, The people have a right to know, I think. I think but so, the, too. The seats are so obviously fake leather. Well, that's what you get for not using uh, Yankee Geller. I don't know. I, I should get some of those numbers and, 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 and call them. They're probably less expensive. Yeah. And they're probably more efficient and probably more comfortable. Yeah, like listening to this podcast, which is very comfortable. So thank you so much for listening today to The Daily Thread. Make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcast. Uh, if you listen to us on Spotify, please leave a rating. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe, and leave a comment. And maybe we'll read it tomorrow morning. Who do you have on this Saturday night? Uh, meaningful people. A uh, meaningful people. I have uh, Rabbi Yehuda Kassir, who is the director of Beaker Holm in Lakewood. Uh-huh. And during COVID, that was like a super superhero. The things he was doing. Wow. It's almost like Shabbos didn't exist. Yontif didn't exist. He was just 24-7 making sure, you know, people were cared for, cared for alive. You know, some crazy, crazy stories. You know, it'll be. Speaking never, to the you, mic. you recorded it. You recorded it already. I'm sure, right? Yeah. We're never. We're never really going to get the, the truth about what COVID was all about. You know? <laughs> now this podcast got flagged on Spotify because we mentioned the COVID word. So now so it got flagged. So, now say, so cut it out. Don't. don't no, we can. Out. We can keep it. It's I'm, fine. I, I'm just saying that we're never going to know really what 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 happened. I think we'll do some daily threat investigating. Okay. We'll Thank you all on. for listening. Have a great day.